Amen. As he has a word from the Lord. Come on and give God praise for his man servant. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Let's bless the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. I receive your grace for your mercy has renewed my faith. I have overcome the receive your grace how many receive the grace of the Lord for your mercy has renewed my faith I have overcome the For your mercy has renewed my faith. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. We bless you in this place, O oh God. We worship you, O oh God, and receive from you this day, O oh God. For you have given us, O oh Lord, your greatest gift. You have given us Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, O oh Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We receive him, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. We receive forgiveness of sins, O oh God. We receive, O oh God, hallelujah, your favor, O oh God. We receive everything that you have given unto us, O oh God. Hallelujah, all the blessings you have bestowed upon your people, O oh God. We receive from you, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. By faith, we receive it, O oh God. We receive it, O oh God. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift up your voice in this place and give God a shout of praise. A shout of worship if you receive from the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord has sent us everything that we need. The Lord has given us the answers. Hallelujah. Glory. He has given us his peace. He has given us joy. He has given us the fruit of the Spirit. Oh, if you receive it today, lift your voice unto the Lord right now. Come on, somebody bless his name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Listen, I can't praise God for you. I can't bless God for you. Hallelujah. You're here. And I know you have a voice. I'm not going to lift the name of Jesus on high for you. You better call on the name of Jesus. The Lord, your God. I don't know what God has done for you. Oh, you ought to bless the Lord. Wait a minute. This is. I hope you're not waiting for me. We've come to bless the Lord in this place. You ought to lift your voice unto the Lord, our God. Let the Lord know you appreciate him. Let the Lord know he's great. Let the Lord know he's a good God. He's full of mercy. Hallelujah. Oh, that men would give thanks unto the Lord. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. Come on, true worshipers. Are there any true worshipers in this place? Hallelujah. For the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. True worshipers, lift your voice unto the Lord. Lift your voice unto the Lord. Lift your voice unto the Lord. I dare you to cry out unto him. Oh, hallelujah. Don't be ashamed of the Lord. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. I know you're dealing with a lot. I know you're going through some things, but the Lord has sent a word today. The Lord has sent us a word of encouragement. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 
we thank you God for your word we receive your word this day in the name of Jesus come on be seated in the name of Jesus thank you Jesus hallelujah oh we give God praise this day hallelujah we give God praise it's good to be in the land of the living in the house of the Lord amen we bless God amen for him for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the Holy Spirit who resides in me and in every believer to my leaders bishop and pastor God bless you I love you amen and thank God for you all the time amen to my wife and my children blessing God for you amen evangelists amen evangelist Hargett amen the deacons evangelist Johnson bless you amen we thank god for each and every one of you amen see my brother big b in the house ooh, I, ooh, I, I. <laughs> singer drummer preacher extraordinaire <laughs> love my brother to your lovely wife congratulations on your union god bless you god bless you my little sister in the back haven't seen in a while bless you sis missy amen god bless you to all the people of god god bless you all it is good to see you in the house of the lord come on there is a word from the lord if you have your bibles turn with me to first kings 17th chapter i'm very thank god for the word very familiar passages amen god's word is so rich it's so true. And God's word really, really repeats itself. Amen. How many know that today? How many know from the Old Testament to the New Testament, God's word is repetitive. God's word does not change. He's, his word is not like us because he is not like us. His word is who he is. Jesus Christ is the living word manifest the word of God manifests itself in the flesh and has come as Jesus Christ that's how powerful wait a minute let me say that again I said God's word the word that comes out of God's mouth remember he said and God said let there be light amen so the very word that has come out of the mouth of God came from heaven and became man oh God are you listening to that his word became flesh that's how powerful how awesome our God is that his word became is was and is and is to come his word. Amen. Woo. We're still under the title, I must believe God. And no matter what the situation looks like, no matter what we are going through, let me tell you something. This prophetic word that the Lord had given to, has given to our bishop to lead us this year is changing my life. And I pray that it is changing your life because people of God, we are living in some times in this world that is showing us it is the end and we must believe God. No matter what the situations are looking like, I am telling you, do not allow fear to grip you. Because if you're not careful, if you're not careful, what you see on the television, what you see happening in your neighborhoods what you hear on the news is going to instill fear in you but how many believers know that God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power of love and of sound mind amen we're not to fear what's going on we look at the situation that took place last week with the police and the community and the community's response to what's going on. People of God, if you did not know it was praying time, 
let me assure you, it is praying time. It's praying time. Do you know that things are not going to get better in this world? In this world, it is not going to get better. For the believer, though, woo, we have the hope of glory. So although things are not getting better in this world, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. So things are always better for the believer. And you better know that today. As we continue to believe God, we believe. We believe in the hope of glory. We believe that we have what we need. God has given us everything. He has given us in his word from beginning to end the promises that he has for the believer. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to walk in fear. You don't have to concern yourself with these things. You just know what to pray for. We know what to pray for. People are losing their lives. You know what the sad thing about these people that are losing their lives did they know Jesus? Chances are they didn't. So what are we doing to get the word to them? Mm. I must believe God and the thought for this week that God has given us is what am I doing during my dry season? Mm. What am I doing during my dry season? Because see, Especially for the believer. We experience some seasons in our life where there's just quietness, where there's just nothingness, where it seems like God is not with us, when it seems like we're not hearing anything from God, when it seems like there's no change that's happening, when it seems like the thing that's going on around us that's terrible just keeps happening and it keeps happening and it keeps happening. Lord, where are you? What are you talking about, believer? Lord, where are you? He said, Lord, I am with you always, even until the end of this age. So even when you die, oh, we don't die, believers. We fall asleep in the Lord. Ah! <laughs> we fall asleep and wake up to glory. So even during your dry season, what are you doing? Are you still believing God? Are you still praying? Are you still believing God? Are you still trusting his word? Are you reading his word? Are you ministering his word to yourself? Because here's what happens in your dry season. Take the word of God and minister to you because it quenches that dryness. God's word is water. Did you know that? Even in your dry season, you can get some water. Are you thirsty? Come, are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? Look at the word. Our God, his word quenches that thirst, that dryness that we have. What are you doing? What are you doing during your dry season? Because there's a lot that you cannot do. There's a lot you cannot do. You can just sit there in your dry season. You can do all the wrong things in your dry season. You can complain during your dry season. You can stop trusting God in your dry season. You can start depending upon people in your dry season. You can start looking at your situation and magnifying it, turning it into your focus, making it a God. Uh Uh-oh. Making it your God. Because anything that you magnify more than the Lord God, you have made a God. Oh, you haven't raised an image. You haven't put pieces together and said, oh, Bobby, worship you. You haven't done that. You haven't done that. But there are different things that we do to create images that becomes God's. Mm. Be careful in your dry season. Make sure that you are still believing God in your dry season. These seasons are bound to come. Bishop, pastor, am I telling the truth? They've been in the Lord a long time. They've been walking for the Lord a long time. They've been in ministry some time to know that there are some seasons you're going to experience. 
and it, and it seems like God is not moving. It seems like God is not doing anything. It seems like there's no change that's going to happen. It seems like it's going to stay this way. Ah, my God is about movement. He's the same. But when his word goes forward, it must go forward and do that what he has sent it out to do. And his word is sent to cause change. Things can't stay the same. Amen. Not in the Lord. Not when you're in Christ. You can't stay the same. In fact, when you receive Jesus, you are no longer who you were. Huh? I've been changed. I'm not going to hell. Now I'm going to heaven. <laughs> I received the blessing. I'm no longer cursed. I'm no longer beneath, but he has put me above. I'm no longer in the back, but he has put me in front. Oh, God, change. For God's word is about change. Our lives are about change. When you're born, you don't stay an infant. You grow. You change. God's word is designed to change you. Change your way of thinking. <sighs> And be not conformed to this world, to the way you were thinking, to the things that you was doing, the sinful things. But be ye transformed, changed by the renewing of your mind. Because if you keep that old mind, you're going to do those old things. But how many know old things are? Behold, all things that become. Come on, somebody. Somebody know the word. I like this church. Woo! <laughs> the challenge this week to trust in the Lord. How many know that this easier said? It's easier said. That comes right from Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. We stand on this, my olive. We stand on this. We stand on the whole word of God, but there are certain scriptures that have been pointed out for us as a direct map into our transition from being who we were into who God has called us to be. Trusting in God calls you to where God, points you to where God wants you to go. Trusting in him. I know your mind tells you what it looks like. Your mind tells you what it looks like. But how many know the word of God directs us and shows us what it is? Oh, y'all don't believe me. All right. Okay, that was weak. No problem. I, no, it's not a problem. I got you. <laughs> I got you. First Kings 17 verse 1 says, And Elijah, the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall be, <clears throat> there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. Oh God. Come on, let's go to chapter 18 really quick. Chapter 18, verse 1. So God... By the word of God, through Elijah, is going to stop the rain. Amen? Look at somebody and say, he stopped the rain. He stopped the rain. Come on, look at somebody else and tell them, say, he stopped the rain. He stopped the rain. Okay, go to chapter 18, verse 1. And it came to pass after many days, and the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, go Show thyself unto Ahab, the same king, and I will send rain upon the earth. Somebody say, come look at somebody say, he's sending the rain. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, glory to God. And the topic the Lord has given us for today is Lord, say with me, Lord, send the rain. Come on, say it again. Say, Lord, send the rain. What does the rain represent? The rain represents your blessing. The rain represents your blessing. The rain nourishes. 
the rain causes that seed to come up from the ground and go and blossom. The rain is life. The rain is the spirit of God. Oh God. The rain can also represent trouble. But God is sending the rain. He's sending the rain to bless you. He's sending the rain to bless us. What causes this? What would cause God to stop the rain and then send the rain? See, what we have to understand about the God that we serve is that he is the God of everything. 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 Do you know that after God created the heavens and the earth, when he moved and created the heavens and the earth and said, let there be light and there was light. Do you know what the, what the second thing was that he did? Separate the waters. Water up top and water down low. Wait a minute. You're looking at me like it's strange. Look how important water is. Look how important, uh, oh, you know what, don't take my word for it. Genesis, let me do, don't even turn there. Genesis 1, matter of fact, write it down, but you don't have to turn there. I'm going to tell you what it says. Genesis 1, verses 6 and 8. This is the second thing God did. After he said, let there be light, that was day one. Here's what God did on day two. Look, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. That means the water up top and the dew down on the earth because it didn't have to rain. The rain was already, oh God, the rain was already on the earth. It was dew. There was dew on the earth. So the earth had what it needed because the earth is alive. The earth is alive. How do I know that the earth is alive? Because after God gives us water, guess what he did on day three? He brought the vegetation. Because the plants can't grow unless you have water. Lord, send the rain. I'm dealing with a dry season in my life. Lord, send the rain. But he just told the prophet, he told the prophet, See, it hadn't rained, but he sent the he told him, let him know I'm going to send the rain. Amen. So what causes the rain to stop? What causes God? What would cause God to make such a decision that is so incredibly devastating? My mouth is dry. So let me show you what I'm going to do. I don't want Gatorade. I don't want Kool-Aid. I don't want no Powerade. I don't want no Coca-Cola. I don't want no Mountain Dew. I don't want no iced tea. Give me some high quality H2O. <laughs> because that is what quenches the thirst of dryness. I don't care where you are. There is no other drink like water. We need water. As a matter of fact, let me show you how real water is. Your body is made up of mostly water. As black as I am, I got agua. <laughs> I got the high quality H2O. God put day two in me and in you. Hallelujah. This is real. This is real. So, Lord, why? Why would you stop the rain? Why would you shut up the earth, God, and cause a famine and cause this dryness and kill plants and kill the animals and kill people? What would cause this? Well, I'm glad you asked. Deuteronomy. 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 Chapter 11. Some of y'all going to get me. So let me say it right. Deuteronomy. For you scholars. Let me take my high school diploma and say it right. Deuteronomy. 11. Verse 13 through 17 says, And it shall come to pass, if ye hearken diligently 
unto my commandments which I commanded you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve him with your heart and with your soul that I will give you the rain of your land in his due season the first rain and the latter rain that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil so serve the Lord keep his commandments love the Lord serve him with your heart and soul and you and I get the rain we get the blessing love the Lord love the Lord obey his command love the Lord obey his command love the Lord obey his command and you and I can receive the blessing the rain from God so Lord what would cause you to shut that rain off I'm glad you asked look at verse 16 in Deuteronomy 11 take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived and ye turn aside and serve other gods and worship him other gods with a little g and the Lord's wrath be kindled against you somebody say oh Lord his wrath oh God mm. And the Lord's wrath be kindled against you, and he shut up heaven that there be no rain, and that the land yield not her fruit, unless she perish quickly from off the good land which the Lord giveth you. So you want to know why God will shut up heaven? Start serving the little G, God. Stop trusting our God stop believing our God stay on your phone stay on your iPad stay on Facebook stay in those other books stay in idolatry because these oh those are just little things that I'm naming that we make gods keep your focus on your children so much that you forget about God Oh, you can make your child your God. You can make your spouse your God. You can make your job your God. You can make your car your God. You can make any other thing that you magnify and put that much focus on your God. God is not having it. You will not worship another God. Oh, let me tell you something. How idol worship is so real. Do you know that within the first five commandments... It has to do with idol worship. The first, you don't believe me. We go from Deuteronomy, we go back to Exodus 20. I am the Lord, Exodus 22 through 7. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. Here we go. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. This is how real this is to God. The first commandment. Out of all the sins that you could possibly commit and upset God or quench his spirit, this one, oh, he's not playing. God is not playing. The very first commandment, you will have no other God before our God. You need to know this, people of God. I don't know what's keeping you distracted. I don't know what you've turned into a God. I don't know what it is, but the Lord has sent me here today to tell you he is the Lord and there is no other. Put those idols away. Because during this dry season you're experiencing, it could be because of your idol worship. Yeah, I know you're saved. I know that you're a believer. I know that you call on God. I know that you say you trust in him. I know that you say you believe him. I know that you say you serve him. Uh-oh. But God said... Put those idols away. You know why? He's jealous. Oh, you don't believe me. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven or heaven above or in the earth beneath that or that is in the water under the earth thou shalt not bow thyself down 
to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. God loves us so much. He wants our attention. Does that mean you got to pray 24-7? Come on, people. Utilize wisdom. There's 24 hours in a day. Stop giving God the wackest time. Whack is an ebonic term that means really cheap, really bad, really horrible. <laughs> Stop giving God that. Stop giving God that. Stop. Stop with your two-minute prayer. Stop with your generic, Lord, I thank you for another day. I thank you for saving my life. I thank you for bringing me out. Bless me, Lord. Keep me. Amen. What? Really? You've been saved this long and that's all you can come up with? Oh, because I can think of a host of things. Because remember, it's not just about you that you pray for. What about your family? What about that unsaved supervisor? What about those people in the cars? What about those people at school? What about those people in other lands that are serving other gods? What about the atheist? What about the Muslim? What about the people who don't have the truth? Oh, what about the people who are sick in the hospital? What about the people who are dying? Did you pray for them? Did you pray for them? No, you didn't pray for them because you're too busy with your two-minute prayer you're too busy you're too busy with these other distractions you're too busy wallowing in your dry season but I'm here to proclaim Lord send the rain I'm turning from those things that displease you I'm turning from those things that I have idolized oh because you can be saved and idolize things over our God. So we look at this major prophet, uh, not, well, a major prophet is doing major things. Amen. Elijah, I consider him a major uh, prophet because of the major things and the mighty things, the mighty works that God did through him, unlike some of the other major prophets. Everybody has their, everybody has their place. There are some of the prophets that I lean a little bit more towards than others. This dude was bad. <laughs> Elijah, look at his life. Look at what God did through him. He was a bad dude. Oh, look. So he gives Ahab, this horrible king, a word from the Lord, letting him know what it was God was going to, what God was going to do in the land. And if you backtrack and Chapter 16 in the first in first Kings you backtrack and go to verse 30 um, Let's go to verse 30 real quick. Let me show you about Ahab because you may not be too You may not be up on Ahab. Let me show you about this king. He was the king of Israel and Ahab the son of Amri did evil in the sight of, of the Lord above all that were before him So there was some king there were a bunch of kings before Ahab but Ahab was the worst out of all of them. Imagine having that kind of reputation. The worst. He was the worst. God is merciful to the unbeliever. Did you know that? God is merciful to all mankind. But there comes a time. Not that his mercy runs out. But there comes a time when God is going to respond to sin. And let me show you how great God is. God is so great, even in his mercy, before he does what he does in his wrath, he sends a warning. God sends a warning, even to the unbeliever. This United States that has decided... With all this homosexuality, with all this nonsense that they have going on, oh, God has sent her word to the United States. He sent his word to her. United States is in trouble. Let me, be, let me assure you, but we, the people of God, we are protected 
the reign of the Lord is upon us. The Lord has sent his reign upon us to keep us, to bless us, to protect us, even from the hand of the enemy. How do I know? Because the man servant that God gave the word to to send the warning out, God protected. God keeps him and he keeps you. Give God a hand praise. Give God a hand praise. Chapter 16, verse 31, about this guy Ahab, this king, this terrible king. And it came to pass as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, that he took the wife Jezebel. Somebody say, uh-oh, here comes trouble. Here we go. The daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Zidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. And he reared up an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a grove. Oh, God. In other words, he made a wooden image of this false god. And Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. God has a time clock for sin. God has a time clock for sin. And when that time is up, he's going to move. And in this particular situation, the wrath of God was, I'm shutting up heaven. And there will be no rain. People of God, do not put God in a position where he's going to shut up heaven on you. His mercies endure forever. His mercies endure forever. But when it comes to sin, continued sin, continued sin, continued sin, continued sin, God's anger is kindled and you will cause his wrath upon you. And in that wrath, the devastation is he will close up heaven. Does anybody understand the importance of what the word of God is saying? God will shut up heaven. All that cool stuff you have, all those blessings, all those things, all those things you have will come to nothing. And I'm not speaking curses over your life. I am here to let you know God is warning us. Stop. 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 Because it wasn't just Ahab. He was over Israel. They followed the king. These were God's people. These were his children that followed this terrible king, worshiping this idol. So God sends word, closing up heaven. He closes up heaven, but he lets Elijah know. He assures the man of God, the prophet of God, he assures him, I'm going to protect you. He said, you get out. You go where I send you because I've made a way for you. I have provision for you. And with the oddest way, the oddest provision God made, you know, you know what was so odd about it? Because God sent some black ravens to take care of his servant. Because when the troubled time hits, when the devastation hits this country, when the food shortage happens, when the gas is so high you can't get any, when the oil prices are so high, it's making it impossible to heat your home. When all these things decide to take over in this land, our God will provide a way for you. He will make a way for you and I. In the time of these troubles. How do I know this is true? It's not just true for Elijah. Go back to Noah. 
He preached and he preached and he preached and he preached the same sermon. It's going to rain. 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 It was a dry season for the people. Maybe a dry season for Noah because no one was really talking with him. They thought he was crazy. So it was a dry season, but he kept working. He kept believing. Look, look what Noah was doing during the dry season. He was still building the ark. He was still building the ark. <laughs> it's going to rain. He was still building the ark. No one's really talking to me. I don't have no friends. He was still building the ark. I got to believe God. I don't see any rain. But he was still building the ark. <laughs> and then the rain came. But when the rain came, the servant of God was protected. He was protected. Oh, God. Elijah is protected. God has these ravens that will take care of him and a brook that will give him water. But see, sometimes when you're getting too comfortable with things that God is doing, maybe you get a little relaxed. You get a little relaxed. So what does God do? He changes things up. Okay, get up from where you are and go to the widow woman. I've sent, oh God, I have sent Someone, I have made available to you somebody who's going to provide for you. And when he gets to this widow woman with her son, she's down to her last. She's experiencing a dry season. And her dry season is, I ain't really got no more. This is the last that I have. And here comes the man of God. And he says... Give me some of that. <laughs> she said, this last little bit that I have, I'm going to eat it, my son going to eat it, and we's going to die. That's it. But here comes a word from the Lord. He said, give to me first. And when you give to me first, the Lord will keep you until he sends the rain. She got a word, and you know what she did? In her dry season, she believed the word of the Lord and gave to the man of God, and the Lord kept her and her child. The Lord will keep you. The Lord will keep you. You have to believe him. Even in your dry season, you have to trust in him. Even in your dry season, no matter, no season, no matter what it looks like, you have to believe him. You have to know that he's sending the rain. So let's fast forward a little bit and go up to where Elijah gets the word from the Lord to let this chump king know, Ahab, God said he's going to send the rain. It hadn't rained yet. It hadn't happened yet. But send the word to the king. I'm going to send the rain. But Lord, they're still worshiping an idol. So what happens? So look, look how cool God is. Look how he set it up. We can't go through the whole story. I don't have that much time. But listen, there's a battle between God and all these Baal gods. See, the interesting thing about this dude, Baal, he was supposed to be considered the god of the sun and the water. He controlled the sun and the water. That's, that's if you look, do his background. Check, do, do a background check on him. That's you come up with. He supposedly controlled the sun and the waters. No problem, Baal. There's 450 of you guys that say you're prophets of Baal. No problem. We're going to settle the score right now. We're going to settle this. Let's go up to Mount Carmel. Let's set it up. You call on your God, and I'm going to call on mine. And the, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. Amen. So, Lord, there's no rain. Look, there's a drought. It's three years and six months. There is a drought. There is dryness. Let me show you. Let me show you how awesome God is. When they get up to Mount Carmel for this battle... And these guys that are worshiping Baal, they are calling and they jumping in and they cutting themselves. And Elijah is taunting them. Go ahead, call him a little bit more. He's probably sleeping right now. Call him. Come on. He might be a little bit busy. Call him again. They called this dude for like six hours. They called Baal for six hours and doing all kind of craziness. 
And then Elijah said, no problem. Okay, now it's my time. And what Elijah did is had all the people come a little bit closer to where he was. Come closer up on this mountain because I want you to see there's no tricks. There's nothing, nothing up my sleeves, nothing under my jacket, nothing under my coat. You're going to see who God is. And he sets up the altar. He gets the bull. He cuts it up. Here's what blew me away in this dry drought. He told them to put water on the altar. Where the water came from. You see, when God wants to make a point, when God wants to show you who he is, he will provide a way out of no way. Where did the water come from? They drenched it. Woo! They drenched it. God had it already set up because he knew that day was coming. They set it up. I'm here to let you know that no matter what your dry season is, you continue to believe God. You continue to trust God because God has set you up. It's already worked out for you. He has the water set up. The rain is ready and available for you. They drench. They drench this altar. They drench the sacrifice. Elijah called on the Lord. And let me tell you something else. I had to show you how bad our God is. When the fire fell from heaven, the fire burned from top to bottom. Did you know when you light a fire, it goes from the bottom up God is so bad he burned it from the top all the way down to the bottom don't tell me my God is not great don't tell me that he is not God and when all the people seen this they said you are God they said, oh, Yahweh is God. Do you know what Elijah's name means? Yahweh is God. Elijah, the God you serve is God. Come on, let me fast forward. Woo, this is yummy. We can stay here for a while. All right, really fast. Verse 41, look. So now the people have turned to God the idol worship is over heaven was closed because of idol worship now they have turned to God so here we go Elijah verse 41 and Elijah said to Ahab get thee up eat and drink for there is a sound of the abundance of rain wait a minute when you looked at the sky, it was clear. The sky was clear. So what was he listening to? You see, your relationship with God can determine what you hear. There's no cloud in the sky. But if you are connected to God the way you are supposed to be, your relationship with God will determine what you hear. He heard the sound of the thunder, although it was clear. I'm here to tell you, your blessing is here. What do you hear, though? What do you hear? Look. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Oh, come on, come on, come on. So, he prayed. So, Ahab went up to eat and go drink and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and, and, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. This is a very peculiar position. That position is a position that they used in the Old Testament times, in the old days. Um, to give birth. When a woman was given birth, that position right here, she would give birth like that. Elijah prayed that way. 
why would he choose that position? Because, see, there are certain positions that we need to put ourselves in. He separate. He got out the way. He, he, he got away from the crowd. He got away from everybody. He put himself in a place and he positioned himself where he had to pray that way. Because when a woman is giving birth like that, because remember, there's no stirrups. There's none of that cool stuff they got right now to give birth. Okay, honey, push. Okay, you all right? We see the baby. Okay, keep going. No, 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 no. She had to get in that position. And when you got in that position, there was somebody there to say, push, push, push. give the Lord some praise. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. Come on and praise God for the rain. Glory be to God. Come on and praise God for the rain. Amen. 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 God is sending the rain. Come on, lift up your hands. Come on, lift your hands and begin to bless God for the rain. Amen. Amen. Bless God for the rain. Amen. No one has to lay hands on you. You just begin to praise God for the rain. He's sending the rain. Amen. No matter where you at, you might be in a dry season. As the assistant pastor said, you might be in a dry season. But the Lord is sending the rain. Hallelujah. 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 
He's sending the rain. He's sending the rain. Amen. For out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. The word of the living God to quench your thirst. Amen. He's sending the rain. He's sending the rain right now. Rain upon your finances. Amen. Rain upon your seeds. Come on and bless God for the rain. Come on and bless God for the rain. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just bless him for the rain. Bless him for it now. Begin to bless him for it now. Begin to praise him. Begin to glorify him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless God. Bless God now. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Hallelujah. Bless God for the rain. Praise him for it in advance. Hallelujah. Don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now. Don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now. Come on, don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now. Shout unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Shout unto the Lord. Shout unto the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. If you believe it, receive it now. If you believe it, receive it now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank God for his word. Thank the Lord for his word. Thank God for the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and thank God for his word. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Amen. We thank God for his word. Amen. His word is rich and powerful. Amen. Sharpening any two-edged sword. Amen. And we praise God. Amen. For such a timely message. Amen. In the time that we live today. Amen. When the world is living in fear. Amen. People are afraid. They don't know what to do. And they don't know where to go. But I come to let you know that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Amen. And because they won't seek God for the rain, they're going to remain in the dry season. But saints, let's believe God for the rain. Let's believe God for the rain. Come on, lift up your hands and prepare to dismiss. Amen. Go home and let the word saturate your heart. Amen. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. God, we honor you for what you have done today. We thank you, God, for sending your manservant with a right now word. A word that touched our hearts and our minds, oh God, to show us and let us know, oh God, that you are with us, Lord. And Lord, that we can believe you just like Elijah believed you, oh God. Lord, that we can come and honor you with our lives and you will hear our prayers. Lord, help us to be the voice. Help us, oh God, to stand before America and let them know that Jesus is soon to come. He has not delayed his coming, but that he is wanting, he wants everyone to be saved. He's giving up men time. And Lord, this is the message we have to take to the world. This is the message we have to tell to your people, oh God. And Lord, we're believing you to give us strength and empower us, oh God. Lord, we're praying for a holy boldness. 
we thank you for that boldness of Elijah. We pray for that boldness, oh God, to stand before kings, to stand before leaders, and to let them know that Jesus is the answer to the world's problem today. And Lord, he, you, Lord, will send that rain that we need that will bless us and refresh us and give us the blessings and remove us from the drought. Now, Lord, as we leave this place, but not your presence, Lord, go with us and bless us. Keep us from all hurt, harm, and danger. And we will never forget to give thy name the praise, the honor, and the glory for all these blessings we glorify and honor you for now. Let God's people say amen, amen, amen. amen. and amen, amen. Bless God's man servant. Let them know you enjoyed the word of the living God. <laughs>